Hi, Ron. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming today. Hanatsune. <laughs> so today I wanted to start this interview by asking you uh, what your current uh, job is and then what have you done in your life and everything, just to give people context of who you are. Because I know you're like amazing, super okay. smart, brilliant person. <laughs> well, I, uh, um, I'm an advisor for startups and I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I have also been an investor. Mm -hmm. uh, all this has happened to me in the last six years. It's been a really exciting time of life for me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it's, been, it's been an amazing experience because I've had the good fortune to work with 100 startup teams. Mm -hmm. uh, the market cap, the value of the companies I've worked with total, all bundled mm -hmm. together is over $3 billion. And, um, wow. and we helped start the team that I was working with we co-founded an accelerator called Indie Bio in San mm. Francisco, which takes biotech companies and mm. makes startups, really small companies, and it helps get them started. And mm. now it's kind of a global phenomenon. There's hundreds of companies like that. And in particular, when it comes to food, that's like one of the hottest places for biotech right now. There's well over 100 biotech food companies, mm. um, and they're terribly exciting. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of the things that really keeps me going in my life. I'm really mm. enjoying it. Very nice. Um, I just this is just out of my curiosity. Like, what kind of um, is it a program? Like, it's an accelerator program, right? Like, what kind of mm -hmm. support do you provide for startups? Well, I, I don't work in IndieBio anymore, but IndieBio is still mm -hmm. going. It is an accelerator. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of accelerators. I, I think there's about a thousand accelerator programs on the planet, but but IndieBio is a special one where an accelerator is where you come into the program and you have a limited amount of time. And so over the few months that any bio program runs, mm -hmm. you learn really fast and mm -hmm. you try to get the, your company up to the point where it can be investment, it's investment worthy. And so mm -hmm. over four months, it's very intense. You mm -hmm. change a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have a demo day at the end, which you can actually mm -hmm. find on YouTube. There's demo days where the entrepreneurs stand up and they talk about the company for five mm -hmm. or six minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and about 70% of them have had funding. Uh, at least when, when we were there. So wow. it was a, it's an amazing scene. Um, and it's just getting started. And McKinsey mm -hmm. just published a report that basically said biotech is basically going to be the 21st century economically. Um, because it has a chance to make almost any product that we use sustainable. Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't have to give it up. We don't have to live uh, in the Stone Age just mm -hmm. to be sustainable on the planet. So mm -hmm. it's a very exciting time for biotech. Um, and it's, you know, it's really made my life exciting. Mm. So because a lot of people who watch this is also entrepreneur, I'm curious, like, is there, um, like when you're accepting startups, like what kind of, I guess, qualifications do you look for in terms of characteristics yeah. and or like team members, like what kind of things do you look for? Well, there's a couple different answers to that question. One of them is as an, uh, as an advisor and someone who just works with startups, sometimes I'll take one, a team that's very early on, they're not really ready for investment, mm -hmm. and I'll work with them until they are ready for investment. And, and mm -hmm. IndieBio and Y Combinator and uh, Beyond Next Ventures and other kinds of accelerators like that, mm -hmm. they will do very similar things. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're not ready for an accelerator like IndieBio or, or, or Y Combinator, one of those, uh, mm -hmm. you probably need to find an individual to help you with your team. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, when you are an investor looking for a team, what you're looking for, actually I say you, you want three things. Mm -hmm. uh, you want a good pitch, 
you want a good team and you want a good plan. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, the most important is the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, the company, the, what the company's about, what does it do? Uh, how does it create value and how does it help people? How does mm -hmm. it make impact? All of those things are very, uh, are, are what the investor is really looking for. But mm -hmm. when you present yourself like in the pitch and mm -hmm. when you talk about the people you've worked for you, you also say whether you are the right person to do that mission. And mm -hmm. that's really important because the, the people who actually perform the task of turning this company into a real uh, endeavor, those have to be perfect. They have to be strong enough to actually get it done. If they're mm -hmm. not involved, if they're not interested, if they're not skilled, if they're not determined, if they're not hardworking, then no matter how brilliant the plan is, uh, nothing will come of it. So we need all of these things, mm -hmm. uh, but we, we, it's important to start with a good plan and find a good plan and then try to make your team strong enough to mm. actually get the plan done. Mm, interesting. So I'm going to move on to our next question, which is, um, which is actually, once again, it's related to entrepreneurship and also um, the fact that you work in an environment where you meet a lot of creative ideas and innovation, like it's happening on a daily basis, right? Like what about working in that environment excites you? There is nothing that makes me feel more alive than mm -hmm. working with small teams. Uh, and just the, when you have your own startup, mm -hmm. if you've got the right people running it, the right startup, mm -hmm. there's a feeling that almost anything can happen, that the mm -hmm. world can really change. Mm -hmm. And that's a tremendous amount of feeling uh, that, that, just, that just really gets you going, gives you a tremendous amount of energy. Mm -hmm. And it really, it's, it, it lets you believe in what you're doing. I, I think, um, I had, I've had several jobs in my career mm -hmm. um, and I always, I did well and I earned good money and all this, but you know, whenever I wouldn't really believe in what I was doing, mm -hmm. I just had to get out of there. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's especially important to me. I think mm -hmm. the Bay Area is still one of those places where it's easy to meet people who love that feeling. Mm -hmm. But I think that anywhere, you know, if you're in Tokyo, if you're Shanghai, you're mm -hmm. Singapore, you're in Israel, you're in Europe, some European city like London, if you are surrounded by the right people, if you've mm -hmm. got that environment that makes you feel alive and they feel that there's full of, you're full of potential, you mm -hmm. know, I think that that's a good place to be. That's the right place to be. Mm. But it's, it's kind of hard to keep that mindset up, right? Like um, there will be, especially when you're in a startup environment, like your business is not established yet. So there must be many obstacles, many triggers that could turn someone into negative state, right? Like, do you still see that still happening? Or it's, not that it's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. I mean, to I mean, you you can't just sort of like wave your hands in the air and make a hundred million dollar or a billion dollar company. Right. You know, it's exactly. still a tremendous amount of work, and right. there's a tremendous number of things that can and will go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really about getting in the right mind frame that this is making you feel alive. You know, if it makes mm -hmm. you feel alive to handle difficult problems mm -hmm. and to learn and to change how to solve those problems, mm -hmm. that's, what, that's, what, that's what makes it a thrilling place to be. You know, uh, I, I think the feeling that you're steering your own ship mm -hmm. is one of the most exciting things that you can do in your life. Mm -hmm. And it may not be something you want to experience at, at, at any given moment in your life, but sometimes mm -hmm. in your life, I think it's worth having it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good experience I've had at some point. 
But was this something you developed over time by, you know, being able to work in this environment or like how, when did you acquire this thinking? That's a good question. I think I've always, <laughs> wa I always loved adventure and mm -hmm. I've always loved the idea of being creative. Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time, I, I gotta say, I didn't really have any tools to be creative. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have the ability to actually put things together to make them work. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, was a, there was a point where I, I really wanted to break out of my own, but I really just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I've always had that desire, but it was after, my, after I got my PhD and mm -hmm. after I started doing, uh, working in industry for a while, I finally felt like I just had to do it. And I mm -hmm. finally had the ability to sort of have the tools to make it work. And mm -hmm. so you don't know what, it's hard to say when this is gonna happen to anybody, but mm -hmm. if you feel like you have that, if you mm -hmm. have that in your heart that you, know, mm -hmm. you wanna get out there and you want to see how you can do on your own, mm -hmm. then you should always be learning something new and getting ready for it. So mm -hmm. I was always packing my bag and putting my tools together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, I'm so happy it happened, you know? Who was like the most, I guess, trained, like a mentally trained entrepreneur you've ever met? Like someone you, you thought, wow, like this person is very strong. Have you know, I, I, I can't really name a single one. There are, I, I mean, I've been lucky enough to surround myself with so many just amazing people. That's mm -hmm. a, that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm constantly learning something new every day. And there are, if you put yourself in the right place to meet these people, Mm -hmm. uh, like for instance, like, uh, like I was just speaking with Paul Shapiro, who is an entrepreneur uh, in Sacramento, not far from here. We were mm -hmm. talking about how he built his company um, and uh, what's going on in the world. With, and I just, like he was, he was very highly placed in the humane society. He's learned how to run large organizations. He's mm -hmm. met hundreds, he's got hundreds of friendly contacts in his network to help them build his business and create something really unique. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that, you know, that was a recent encounter I had. I, mm -hmm. you know, I just, you know, Paul is the kind of guy who he puts his hands on something and he mm -hmm. starts putting it together and it starts to work, you know, as an organization, as a culture, as a community. You mm -hmm. know, um, I'm, I'm working with three or four entrepreneurs right now who I really think they're, they're building factories and plants and labs. Mm -hmm. And they've all, they've all got tremendous amount of skill in mm -hmm. what they do. Um, they always need help with something and mm -hmm. they know how to reach out for it. But I, I, I you know, uh, and I saw Mark Andreessen talk recently. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a guy who's seen hundreds of companies come together. And so all these people, when you get to know them, they have hundreds of stories. Mm -hmm. And there's almost a story for every occasion. Right. After a while. <laughs> and it, it's really inspiring because you just mm -hmm. feel like, oh, there's a tremendous amount of power mm -hmm. in, in, in sort of like drawing your experience and saying this is the problem let's solve the problem it's mm -hmm. uh it's it's a great place to be but i mean they're out there they're out mm -hmm. there almost everybody in every city you can reach out to people like that right. and you can learn from them i think i i think i framed my question slightly wrong way ah. i guess my my question was what is that that makes someone great at entrepreneurship let's say entrepreneurship yeah. you know i'll tell you one thing let, let me let me sort of like tilt that up because I don't think there's anything there are not too many things in common except for sort of love for what you do mm. uh, I think what's really interesting about doing business mm. is that it's like throwing yourself in the jungle and yeah. there's all these different animals and they all do <laughs> and just sort of seeing all these things work you mm. realize that there is no mind single mindset that works 
Mm. There are people who are, there are people who appear utterly flaky. I'm serious. Mm. Like, you just like, these people have, cannot remember to show up on time to an appointment, <laughs> right? There are other people who are just so, so introverted that they mm. cannot give a talk, mm. but they just love to work. They just love to work on what they work on. Mm. All of these people, I have seen so many different kinds of people succeed. Mm. There, you don't have to become one particular kind of mega entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. We don't have to become, you know, Elon Musk mm -hmm. to succeed. We can all learn to succeed from where we are. I think mm -hmm. that's what's really amazing. I've I, actually, I have stopped judging people so mm -hmm. much more. You know, like when I was sitting at my desk and I got my paycheck and I, nothing really mattered to me, mm -hmm. I could judge people and say like, oh, that person's flaky or that person's incompetent or that person's not very bright. I could say that, but now I really, I've seen all these kind of people succeed and mm -hmm. manage things in our own way. And, uh, and yeah, I think anybody could theoretically do it. I, mm -hmm. I would certainly myself never say no, that this mm -hmm. person's not gonna make it. Mm -hmm. uh, if they really want to, you know, they can find a way. Mm. So when you said that you still, kind of value the team right like when you're accepting new startups yeah. like that was the second priority uh, you mentioned earlier when you say you are uh or judging the business by the team is that mean that if they love the mission like is that what your indication indication that's you true you know if, if you have a group of people and they're all like they're all ready to go and they're mm -hmm. super excited that's very yeah. useful but there's another thing too mm -hmm. you know most of these ideas start with one person mm -hmm. um, but what we find is what, what what's really well known in startups is that if you are if you're a sole founder, there's mm -hmm. a much higher chance you're going to fail. It's like mm -hmm. thirty percent higher chance that you'll fail if you don't have a co-founder. Mm -hmm. And so another thing a team tells you is that this person managed to talk somebody mm -hmm. else into mm -hmm. going into this with them, dropping everything in their life mm -hmm. and joining them. That is means that they can sell their idea. If you sold it to some random person to become your co-founder, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. If that person is amazing mm -hmm. and that they have a lot going on and, uh, and they still join, that's even better. So mm -hmm. it's a sign that, that you have the, some of the skills necessary mm -hmm. to make the startup into a company. Mm, interesting. To me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see. The co-founder is your first sale. Mm -hmm. You can't sell to somebody to join you Mm. Uh, who's gonna buy? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I never looked at it like that. Like that's really insightful. So I'm gonna move on to my next question, which mm. is this is gonna be a juicy question, right? Um, yeah. So I I wrote down what does it mean to be an authentically confident person in the environment of capitalism. And I want to give you a little bit more of a context of where I come from with this question. In business, there is a fear of being wrong or there's a fear of being incorrect person because the more you know, the more authoritative you look to a customer mm -hmm. or whoever, like the more resource you can uh, attract, the more, right? And this is why sometimes I think people could find it a little bit difficult to present themselves authentically, uh, but then still balance that with the fact that they they're a confident person. They because sometimes you know you 
could feel this pressure of like you having to be the one who knows everything and right. you know you are the expert right like what's your opinion on this yeah well i think uh, you know a friend of mine say that business entrepreneurialism is a spiritual quest and mm -hmm. i think that there's a great element to that is that you're going to if you're going to start with no experience and uh -huh. build a business that's going to impact people's lives and change things you're going to not be the same person as when mm -hmm. you started, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that journey is to overcome your own apprehensions about yourself. So you're always, you want to be, people struggle with being authentic because they think if I talk and I sound like I think I'm smart, mm -hmm. then I'm not being authentic. And so a lot of people, especially when they get started, but we all struggle with every level you do, go, you still struggle. How mm -hmm. do I do this and still hold on to my soul, right? How do I be myself? but yet be this person who stands up, speaks with authority, maybe mm -hmm. makes people feel not as smart as they, they, they feel normally, or mm -hmm. maybe just it seems proud, or how do I become that kind of person, but still be the humble self I started with? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I spend a lot of time when I coach, mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time talking about that adjustment with people because mm -hmm. some people think, like they can avoid it. For instance, the first thing to do is to sort of say, well, this idea is so brilliant. If mm -hmm. I just say this idea happened, then mm -hmm. people will just come to me and they'll do everything I want. But that actually isn't true. People will follow an idea if somebody is presenting it. Like for instance, mm -hmm. Life Up is your idea and yeah. you're making this happen. Mm -hmm. You can't just put up a sign saying Life Up is about inspiring people to follow their dreams. You kind of have to be that person. You kind of have to be following your dreams and you have to sort of be, exam be an example of what nice. life is about, right? So you have to have a person. One of the founders, at least one of the founders, mm -hmm. is going to have to be the personification of the idea. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a humble moment to stand up in front of 500 people and say, this company is going to change the world. Mm -hmm. And life is never going to be the same because we're doing this. And you, if, you, if you don't say it, it's really never going to happen. And so we have to spend time thinking about what does how can you be the authentic person up there saying that? And so what I have figured out is that a lot of it is about creating a new understanding of your motives. You purify your motives mm -hmm. and then you turn around and then you give the talk. So, so a lot of people rush in and say like, okay, I have to do this. I'm the boss. I'm super smart. Here I am. I'm giving the talk. And it, never, it doesn't quite turn out right. Or maybe you kind of get a little more awful when you do that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so a, a better way to do it is say, look, if you don't do life up, mm -hmm. who's going to do life up right? Who's going to do it the way you think it should be done? And you think it should be done because it is better this way. People need to be treated a certain way. They need to be talked to a certain way. And if you don't do it, Natsune doesn't do it, then no one will do it. So that's why you're gonna do it. And see, and so then you have to say it because the idea will never go anywhere without it. And mm -hmm. so we do this for the idea. Mm -hmm. We do this for the, the people that we are serving. We don't do it for ourselves. And so we do, I go through a series of exercises like this, and then people start talking louder and louder and louder. But they, they do it with confidence and they come across as being real interesting people, not, 
you know, not uh, not just like uh, you know, not yeah, not awful people. <laughs> I was trying to send a stamp. Yes, no. Yeah. And there's another thing too is that people will still say awful things about you, when you when you have a lot of attention and followers, people will say awful things about you, and you need to be able to say, you know what, even if someone says this about me, it doesn't matter because I'm doing something important, and I have to do it. And so these are the kind of things that help people keep moving and growing while they, while they get into these very, very strange places. Mm -hmm. Right. I think a lot of times when we can switch that, our, I guess we, if we can switch our perception about uh, being mm -hmm. challenged is something positive, then it could come out as a lot of self-doubts, like it could come out as a trigger for a lot of self-doubts. So right. I, I very much like what you said about, um, you know, how you need to change your perception as a leader mm -hmm. to look at the challenges that you're going to be tested, right? Like you would become stronger um, right. in the way you want to be stronger. I like so, what you said there, because if you do say something and you have a self-doubt and it mm -hmm. shows, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm it's going to all fall apart. It's going right. to be, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and so you have to be, put yourself in a mindset where what you're doing is right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something you believe in. When you really believe in it, then there is never, self-doubt doesn't show anymore mm -hmm. because you don't have it. But other people, they just try to do it and they suppress a self-doubt and it just mm -hmm. spurts out, it just like comes <laughs> out sometimes. It's really right. bad. <laughs> Okay, so the final question uh, is, so I know that um, you had established very successful career, both in uh, corporate, you know, corporate uh, field and also startup environment. Like, I think this is possibly um, the most courageous thing someone can do is that when you're established, like when you hold position that you were established, and then you decide to do something else, just completely like, you know, going to a different direction and like be willing to start over again from nothing. Like that's super courageous, right? Like th there must be fear. Like no matter how successful you are, there must be fear. How, yeah. how, how did that happen? And how did you gain the courage to make that decision? You know, that's a really, you know, it's interesting because this is kind of like an example of the last question. Like I was, I have to say, built up slowly you know i was um i had a good job like you say and i was making really good money i thought and i was very stable and I actually i have to say i was so good at my job it took very little work to do it <laughs> so but you wow. know when i wasn't as full fully focused on my work and believing in my work because mm -hmm. i didn't have to to do my job mm -hmm. i became sadder and sadder mm -hmm. i was more and more feeling that i had to do something else Mm -hmm. And that's a very important sign. You know, if you, I know that I'm always reading the news. I'm reading about startups. I'm reading about biotech and how synthetic biology is this new idea. This is mm -hmm. a few years ago. And that it really has this amazing potential. And I really felt it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I kind of went home and told my wife, like, I have to try something. And she said, mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. And so I, um, I, uh, I started building a company in the evenings and the weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did two start three startups, I think, for over three years. Wow. And it was great. I learned a lot. And I just said, this is something I have to do. 
I, I for me, my I was really lined up. I, I you know, I, I just couldn't see myself staying in that job, mm -hmm. almost no matter how much it paid. <laughs> mm. And I just when you know it, then you just it was very authentic. It was very easy for me to do it. Mm -hmm. I uh, sometimes I make more money than that. Sometimes I make less money than the job I left. But I, I, I never think about it. I never mm -hmm. think about, oh, I wish I had what I had. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm totally interested in what I'm doing. I completely think it's worthwhile. And mm -hmm. I never even think about what it would be like if I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think if you're, you know, if, you, if you're ready and you tell yourself you're ready and you work hard to get ready, Mm -hmm. um, if it's something you have to do, then it's not a problem, you know, mm -hmm. uh, at some point. And then what's happened now is I'm, I'm much quicker to jump to change. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I left my job as investor. I left my startup to start mm -hmm. something else. Like I just, when it's time, I just go. And so mm -hmm. I think that was my growth lesson. It's, it's really what I learned to do is sort of say, you know what, it's time for me to do this. And I just mm -hmm. go do it. And I don't worry about, well, what happened if I didn't do it? Mm. And I think that makes me very strange and unusual. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how, I really can't explain it, but uh, mm. you know, I don't try to make people into that. I think if you are the kind of person who feels you have to do this, then mm. I love to work with you, mm. you know? Uh, but I don't try to convince people that it's time. You know, there's a lot of people on TikTok and Instagram mm give all kinds of advice and they're like, get up and build something today, you know, find out something you want to be passionate about. Like, well, I, mm -hmm. maybe you don't have anything. Right. Oh, that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. but I can't give you any good advice because you're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I live in a different place than Gary Vee. I don't have to tell, I'm not trying to get anybody to get out of bed and do anything. Mm -hmm. If you're out of bed and you want to do something, you know, call me. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't believe everybody, I don't even know if everybody should do it. Mm. and that's okay, okay. Yeah. yeah i totally understand like there's something did i tell you that i wrote a book i forgot if i told you i, I... saw that you wrote a book oh okay yeah i have a book and one part i talk about this concept from adam smith the father of economics and yeah. then he talked about invisible hand but he t talks about it from the context of economy and where he says when economy is at optimal when there's no invisible hand i'm uh, sorry or there's no government invention yeah um, you, you know right like we, yes. I'm, i'm sure you know but i and then i kind of see it is in life implication too like i think that i don't necessarily tell people like it's time for like, like you said I'm, i'm not i don't necessarily recommend that idea like a romance of like you know being an entrepreneur itself is not like something i want to you know push as a message but basically i don't want to protect people from being hurt like i that's going to make them stronger as we talked earlier so yeah. if they if they want to jump in and try being entrepreneur and like if they want to work on it i think they should by all means should do it even if it's a little chance and then if they fail that's okay like you should fail and you should get hurt and you shouldn't protect yourself from being hurt uh that's what i feel uh, that, that's what i feel like um and with this like ease of mindset like you said like i'm i feel like right now i'm a lot more easier like to jump around and being able to pivot my directions and yeah um, and also it creates me patient like i agree yeah 
<laughs> and do you see the Sayed's on here? Yeah. He said, when people work for a selfish motive, social good happens. Hmm. And that's another, I, that was, uh, that's also an economic sort of like a philosophy of the invisible hand, I think. And uh, I want to tell you like what another thing that happens after that, you know, when you, like there's another thing that happens to me sort of spiritually or whatever, whenever uh, at some point, as I start to lose my faith in things, like mm -hmm. I used to have this big faith in psychology or in ethics or, mm -hmm. you know, not that you don't want to be an unethical person, but I, n I've never met a theory about people, mm -hmm. behaviors or business that is right 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at certain points, you, you're in a strange place Sometimes you have to drop whatever you actually believe. And then you find out that there's other ways to, to work. It's the most bizarre thing that ever happened. But if you step outside your door, you find the world is a much bigger place than you think. I mm -hmm. love that. I love that, you know, sometimes people are really organized. They're much mm -hmm. more efficient. But sometimes being organized just creates this huge burden. And the best thing to do is just drop your calendar. I, I can't explain it, but there's no single way to live. And that's like what the, I, I said it before, but it's like the most amazing thing about business being mm -hmm. on your own mm -hmm. uh, that you just sort of find that that you can listen to you can listen to a motivational speaker, an economist or a behavior economist or whatever you want. But at some point, it's not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You've got to learn something else. Yeah, it's not dimension. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to love philosophy, but I discovered that the philosophers they discover that that same thing. They're just going like, there's no philosophy. There's no single <laughs> philosophy that works. Just like it's everything. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, synopsis. That's like a, a paraphrasing <laughs> 20th century philosophy. But it, it, it's, uh, it's true in the most bizarre way. You have to experience it. You can't mm. theorize it. Right. You just have to sort of realize everything falls apart, you know? Mm. Um, and I, I just, I love it. It's one of the things that I, I like to help people through actually mm -hmm. because they all find it within months they find it's true so i think uh, that was my last question but before i let you go i guess mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna have two more questions oh sure the first one is <laughs> what's your advice for people who who can't um last their motivation long enough like uh what what do you think creates resilience in you personally Yes, you can talk about your personal experience. Yeah, I'm going to start sounding like a really old man. I'm going to say hard work. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's like the kind of thing your parents told you, like, hard work. That's <laughs> it. Hard work. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but if you, if you really, if you, if you work on something for just a little mm -hmm. while and you give up, you yeah. really don't learn something. And so you have to find something that you're willing to work on for a long time. Like mm -hmm. for a lot of kids, it's band. You're like, you learn to play a musical instrument and your parents make you practice for three, four, five, in Japan, maybe 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, at first, but you do learn something just by repeating that effort, mm -hmm. painting fences, building furniture, whatever it is. I think those experience, programming computers, all these things, writing a book, right? All these things. If you only have very shallow experiences, mm -hmm. you'll never know the lesson of persistence, you know? And so, it, it, but I think it can be very, very small amount of effort every day. But if you do that every day for even two or three months, you just be amazed at how much better you are. 
And mm -hmm. I think it's important. I don't care what it is, but learn to do something well and work on it for years. And then you will, you'll have something that, that you're connected to that you can, that you can use, you know, it's a tool. I, I don't know. I think that's the best. I think it's my favorite thing. Mm, I, see. I, I gotta say, I did not understand what I was doing in biology. In PhD. <laughs> I was in this PhD. I was a little robot, you know, and I, I, it was my idea that my parents didn't make me do it, but I kind of just like, I want to go learn biology and I would learn chemistry and all these things. And I kind of, I would put these together and I'd say, what does this all mean? I had no freaking idea. <laughs> I, and, but then I just kept going. So like, there's got to be something in here somewhere. That's mm -hmm. literally how I got started. And it only took me 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I see. No, I definitely see that. I guess uh, we need to be able to see uh, more macro like purpose. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just being stubborn. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you don't. I didn't know what I was going to get out. I, there wasn't anything mm -hmm. I really wanted to do mm -hmm. with it. I thought, I'll just find something. Mm -hmm. Other people are much better at that. But I, mm -hmm. you know, I, some, sometimes if you don't have an idea of like being stubborn, you know, that works too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So, Ron, uh, before I let you go, I definitely want to know where people can find you. What's your social media? Like everything. Can you Great. So my name is on LinkedIn and you can contact me there. And I love to hear from entrepreneurs and I'll give you a few minutes to talk about your idea, if, unless uh, if you have a, a reasonable intro. And then uh, I'm I'm on TikTok. Uh, my uh, my handle is Startup Minute there, and I'm giving out my tips there. Um, and those are the two best places. I'll have a website. And it's, I have an Instagram here, and um, I'll have a website someday. <laughs> <laughs> is it coming out soon? Or uh, I'm gonna get the TikTok going. I've only got like two or three videos now. I'm gonna, mm. I'm going on a campaign now. So <laughs> there'll be like ten lessons or so up there, uh, real soon, real soon. 